Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. It is going to be all NFL. We will recap the wildcard games, uh, touch on uh, some of the divisional games coming up. Uh, It'll be just uh, an NFL playoff action-packed episode. Uh, And so... um, First, I thought we would start with the most recent game, Eagles at Bucks. Um, the Eagles, I think, were 10-1 and one to start the season. Defending Super Bowl champs seemed like they had zero hangover. And then to say the wheels came off uh, the Eagles season, I think, would be a slight understatement. We talked last week about them being minus 750 to win the NFC East and blowing that to the Cowboys. Obviously, that didn't matter for, for either team. Um, but... Luke, as our resident Eagles fan, um, what was your kind of takeaway? I was I was at the game, so I, I'd like want to hear your takeaways from from watching the watch the game on TV, and, and then we'll talk about my experience. But um, just kind of what was your takeaway from uh, from the Eagles Bucks game? Yeah. Um, so first off, I hope everyone is listening to our tips and picks uh, on this podcast because I was six for six against spread. So, uh, red hot this weekend. Hopefully that streak continues into next weekend. We'll of course talk about, uh, the preview of the upcoming round, uh, later in the episode, but, uh, didn't have a good feeling about it. Thought the Bucks would win outright. Thought the, you know, obviously they were like plus three. So, um, but yeah, I argued with our friend, uh, one of the trainers for the team all week about it. They just got ice cold combination of uh, I think the offensive coordinator and Jalen maybe disagreeing maybe Sirianni disagreeing with the the three of them so yeah just total utter collapse um they showed us nothing over the last two months of the season so why would we trust them going into Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay's hot I mean this team's this team's good nobody had expectations with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but Baker and and Evans and Godwin and the defense is looking sharp um yeah. So, uh, first of all, go, go bucks. Uh, if, uh, <laughs> if you're, if you're watching this, um, the flag, the flags were He's, overweight. Yeah. Ian's waving a flag for those that are on audio. Um, I was wrong about this game. Um, I knew, obviously I knew the Eagles were coming in playing some of their worst football. I knew that they were down AJ Brown, but, um, I was kind of of the opinion that the bucks won a division that was atrocious and, um, you know, uh, just the, the won a division because someone had to win that division between the, the Falcons and the Saints and, and the Panthers. Uh, and I just thought that, you know, come playoff time, <clears throat> the, the Eagles would, would, would snap out of it. And, uh, I was, I was dead wrong. The, the, the missing of AJ Brown seemed to be a, a huge factor. Obviously there was that long pass to, to Devonte Smith, um, that, that felt like maybe, you know, they were going to snap, snap out of it. But that was their their one and only t- uh, touchdown drive of of the game. So I was wrong about this game. Uh, I had picked the Eagles, had bet a little money on the Eagles before the game, and then uh, in the third quarter there was a play where Baker. It was a incomplete pass, or yeah, I think it was an incomplete pass. But basically, Baker had all day to throw. It should have been a sack. Um, and I, you know, I was like, look, if the Eagles, the Eagles secondary was bad all season, they were, I thought, especially bad 
last night in terms of tackling. There was that one play late in the game where Maddox just got completely turned around that uh, uh, led to a touchdown. But I was like, if the Eagles uh, line can't get to Baker, then they are done, done. And so I placed an in-game bet on the Bucks money line at minus 240. Uh, and then a couple plays after that was the safety. And then it was absolutely a, a wrap a, a after that. So, um, yeah, uh, super fun experience uh, to be at the game. That was my first first playoff game in, in, in a long time. But I think that might have been my first primetime NFL game I've, I've been to, which was fun because, like, the crowd was ready to go. That was not a 1 p.m., you know, uh, start crowd was ready to go uh the St- raymond james stadium super cool palm trees you know definitely a, a tropical vibe they got like a like a, a dj playing uh on sand you know there's like a beach uh yeah. kind of uh out front out front of the stadium so um very, very different vibe than kansas city and buffalo <laughs> yeah yeah different vibe than kansas city buffalo different vibe than any other city i've been to you know i was gonna say a different vibe than when we went to the uh to a browns game in cleveland uh def- definitely a uh, a different different vibe that they, they, they go all in on the pirate theme man uh you got people dressed up as pirates you know the whole jack sparrow thing you got the cannon going off felt like every 15 seconds um so super fun stadium uh fans were great you know definitely were some eagles fans there i'm not gonna say that they weren't but actually way fewer than i would have expected like if that was a regular season game i feel like at least half the stadium would have been eagles fans but uh Props to the Bucks fans for for showing up for obviously a, a huge playoff game. Um, and then, yeah, they're going to go play at Detroit, uh, which we will talk about coming up. But the the next game I want to talk about was, was Browns-Texans. Uh, um, obviously, you know, we've, been, we've talked about the Texans before on this podcast, whether it be C.J. Stroud, Rookie of the Year, whether it be uh, D'Amico Ryan's Coach of the Year. Um, once again, <clears throat> I was I was wrong about this game. I I thought the Browns. It killed me though, even though that every it's feel like I felt like everyone was picking the Browns on the road and taking a road favorite scares me. But uh, C.J. Stroud looked magnificent. Joe Flacco throwing two back to back pick sixes, uh, and this game was also it was close for about half the game, and then and then the uh, the Texans uh, ran, ran away with it. So. Uh, what what were your some of your takeaways from that uh, Browns Texans game? Yeah, I don't know when people are going to accept that. I literally thought C.J. Stroud should have been much more involved in the MVP conversation than he actually was. Like Lamar's stats aren't that good. Obviously, the Ravens are a better team than the Texans are, but I thought Stroud legitimately was playing better than Lamar Jackson has been this year. Again, different question of which team is better. But I thought Stroud was playing better than Lamar Jackson did this year. Um, yeah, I I just don't know what we're waiting for to to accept that this guy is is a Pro Bowler and like a top. He's playing like he's top five. I don't know if he's actually going to be top five once his career is said and done. But I mean, he's just absolutely balling. Two hundred seventy four yards, three touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. Like no sacks might be the best stat of that against a a Browns team that Miles Garrett. You know, is up for defensive player of the year. So credit to his O-line, credit to him getting the ball out. Um, rushing game was good, not great. Singletary had 66 yards. He obviously had that really long touchdown. So a lot of that um, from one carry. But Texans are for real. D'Amico Ryans is for real. The defense looked good. They obviously got a bunch of turnovers. I mean, this team's, this team's stacked. It's a good team. 
Yeah, uh, I'll tell you also is for real is Nico Collins. I mean, that's someone who I was uh, unfamiliar with. Uh, I was unfamiliar with uh, head, heading into the season. Um, what would he he put up ninety six yards, a touchdown, six catches against the Browns. I mean, I thought for sure the the reason why the Browns, if the Browns won the game, it would be because of their defense. You know, playing being able to play man to man and and then rush and then rush CJ Stroud, put him under pressure, but. Uh, the, also, the Browns' defense and secondary did, did not show up for that game. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kudos to the Texans. Did not have that happening. Um, one interesting prop swap angle uh, coming out of this game is that we have a customer <clears throat> who, back in September, placed a $350 bet on the Texans to win the Super Bowl at 301 odds. So that ticket collects uh, $105,000. And then in November... Same customer placed another ticket, uh, this time a thousand dollar bet uh, at one hundred and twenty five to one odds, and that ticket collects one hundred and twenty six thousand uh, dollars. The Texans right now are around thirty to one. You can get uh, mm-hmm. a little better, a little worse uh, around the books, but around thirty to one. So the combined value of these two tickets is seventy five hundred dollars. Uh, they will be playing uh, the Ravens coming up, and. They are currently a nine and a half point underdog. So it will be interesting to see whether he decides to sell one, sell both, uh, keep it going. You know, obviously if, 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 uh, you know, they were dogs against the Browns and, and, and did all right. So uh, it will be interesting to, uh, to see, but uh, it's cool to see someone have those cool tickets, but also like kind of like just double down on the Texans, you know, uh, a couple months after the, uh, the original bet. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, though, Texans were you know, 500 to one preseason. I bet you there's even a thousand to one bets out there. Nobody thought this team was going to do anything this year. I mean, bottom, bottom three finish was what was expected. I think their win total was five. So they're expected to go 12 and five. Uh, sorry, excuse me, five and 12, obviously. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we'll get to some other underdog teams, but this team is right near the top of, teams that were preseason triple digit very high triple digit odds and here they are about to uh maybe get a chance to go to the afc championship yeah uh yeah just absolutely crazy yeah like to your point yeah second they have the second pick uh a lot of debate over whether the you know cj stride was the guy but obviously he has answered all those questions uh and and then some um someone who seems like he's not that guy uh is uh tua uh tagovailoa um, don't have to spend too much time on this game. Dolphins Chiefs. It was brick cold. Um, seemed like the Dolphins did not want to be there. Uh, they may have kept the the, the bus running uh, during during that game. Um, again, kind of similar to the Eagles, where one long touchdown play feels like okay, maybe are they back in this? But that was that was the extent of of their scoring. One one long Tyreek uh, touchdown. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure if we left that Dolphins Chiefs game getting any answers to whether or not the Chiefs are back. I'm kind of similar to the Eagles, where you know, team you know, conference champion just won the Super Bowl, but they were not playing their best football to end the season. You know, does this game against the Dolphins get them back on track? Obviously, they've got another rematch against the Bills, uh, which will probably be another epic playoff game, but. Um, did we learn anything about the Chiefs or was that game just so cold and Dolphins were so unprepared for that, uh, you know, as 
to be expected from a team, you know, that's in Miami. But uh, did we learn anything about the Chiefs in that game? I think we did. I think the two takeaways is Rashi Rice had eight receptions for 130 yards. So that's great. I mean, we've, we've been saying the whole year, like they need a receiver to step up. That's, that's the way to do it. In a in a, like you said, brick cold game, Kelsey had another uh, massive drop. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. The only answer I have is Taylor Swift, but obviously, you know, I'm sure there's just other stuff going on, but yeah, he's, he had another massive drop still at 70 yards, seven catches for 70 yards. And then uh, Pacheco had 90 yards, 24 rushes, 90 yards. And obviously everyone saw the Mahomes cracked helmet thing. Him and Josh Allen is going to be a, a matchup for the ages this weekend. Both just playing out of their minds right now from a rushing perspective. They're just, and everyone on Twitter is like, well, like players don't want to hit them, which I get. Like I understand defensive players pulling up because you don't want to get flagged for 15 after you, hit the quarterback there is something to be said about that for sure but um they're both rushing extremely well relative to their throwing and uh yeah i i do think the rashi rice outburst for 130 yards will will help their uh receiving core confidence going into the buffalo matchup um yeah and i i know this was talked about on tv it's been talked about for a while but again worth mentioning this will be patrick mahomes's first road playoff game um and we'll be interesting to see if 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 you know the magic just exists uh at, at arrowhead or uh or he can bring it on the road to do buffalo uh hopefully that game does not get postponed uh for for a blizzard like like this last one did um but uh but yeah i mean i talked about the chiefs it's funny i talked about the chiefs uh a couple weeks ago on staker swap i think they're around like seven and a half to one and i was saying how you know don't be surprised if you find them if you find them in the in the divisional round, which they are. But um, because they're on the road, they are still not back at back at seven to one. But um, I, I am not surprised to find them here in the, in the divisional round. But uh, I, if if like after what I saw with the Eagles, I just I think I got to believe that uh, we did not learn much about the Chiefs and that they just won that game because the Dolphins did not want to be there. And um, I'm probably gonna going to go with the bills but we could talk about that game more coming up uh switching to sunday's games uh packers cowboys we've been talking about the packers all year uh you know staking them at 90 to 1 during the season uh actually they, they were they were 100 to 1 um actually i think when we talked about them uh last Staked them at 90 last uh, week we talked about them before the season we, we we've been on this team all, all season long luke uh and I didn't. I mean, not that surprised that they won the game, but I am shocked that uh, they just absolutely routed Dallas. I thought Dallas was uh, could have been arguably the second best team in the whole league uh, this season, but behind the Forty ers um, And yeah, I mean, just an absolute uh, stomping of, of the Cowboys in Dallas. Um, I you gotta imagine Mike McCarthy is gone uh, at some point, but uh, but yeah. Uh, or will you be riding the the Packers uh, throughout the playoffs, or is this now the time to uh, to get out? <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, we I staked them a ninety to one last week. I think this is now the time to get out. The Niners are just too much. Uh, I wasn't as high as on the Cowboys as you were, so that outcome isn't as shocking to me. But dude, I I think the Niners are the best team in the league, and 
got to go into California, do it again. Of course, Jordan Love's going to be, you know, second playoff start. I just, I don't trust them enough to go into San Francisco and win that. They're good, but it's, it's not their time. Yeah. San Francisco's roster plus Shanahan, it's plus their defense. I mean, it's, it's going to be too much. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Um, Niners have been my Super Bowl pick this season, so I'm going to stick with that. But uh, again, this game could be closer than uh, than people think. And so kind of that same advice we gave last week of like, you can sell during the game as well, right? If, if it's a close game at halftime, you can sell dur- during the game. We certainly saw uh, plenty of that uh, this past weekend, but uh, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think I think Niners, um, Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. So I, I'm, I would say... Uh, you can you can um get out now uh if if you'd like um then the next game probably the best game of the weekend uh, the closest game um was Rams Lions Lions win the game but don't cover uh it was a 3 3 and a half point spread um actually it was 2 and a half to 3 uh but Lions win their first playoff game in in uh what 30 years uh the the crowd was going crazy. Uh, great locker room speech from from Dan Campbell uh, a- after the game, uh, and so uh, I thought the Rams were also a really good team. That it's it's kind of a shame to see them out of the playoffs now. But um, Lions are advancing. They're going to stay at home to to host the the, the Buccaneers. Um, one interesting sale that we uh, just had earlier today: um, Lions to win the Super Bowl. The <clears throat> the uh, the better originally got 22 to one odds. Um, he bet $225 at, at 22 to one odds and then just flipped it for 450. Uh, and then we had another uh, lion sale. This was way earlier in the season uh, back in September, uh, a customer who placed a par a three leg parlay on the Celtics uh, to, to uh, like win their, their first round matchup. Uh, Oral Roberts to win the their conference, uh, and then the Lions to win the NFC. Uh, super random parlay, but first two legs won. Then they had the Lions to win the NFC. Uh, the customer bet two hundred and twenty dollars uh, to collect a little over ten thousand dollars, and then back in September uh, he sold uh, that two hundred twenty dollars ticket for one thousand twenty three dollars. Uh, again, this is Lions to win the NFC Championship, uh, and now the market value of that ticket is up to twenty five hundred dollars. So um, we can we can talk more uh, about the Lions Bucks, but um, what, 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 what any any takeaways uh, from the uh, the Lions win? Uh, it's exactly what we thought. I uh, I had a bunch of people text me. I thought the Rams would lose the game by one point. I thought the Rams were super good. The Lions are a really good team too, and uh, yeah, uh, the Stafford. You know, everyone's talking. The his wife has been all over social media about how they were booing the kids and like, you know, look, it's a playoff game. They're trying to win their first playoff game in thirty years. Like, to me, maybe the best way to play that is like when Stafford comes on the field an hour and a half, uh, you know, on the hour and a half pregame. Like that's when you applaud him, and then every time after that, you got to boo him because you're playing against him. So. Um, yeah, I mean, just two really good football teams. Rams are peaking at the right time. Lions are just too much. Goff looks, looked great again. He's totally, uh, reinvigorated his career in Detroit and yeah, I'm pumped for him. Cool to see Detroit, even though I'm a Bears fan. 
cool to see them win the first game in 30 years. They did, I mean, what what a week for the state of Michigan. I mean, just absolutely incredible what what that that city in Detroit is is feeling this week. So I'm happy for them. Wish it was happening in Chicago. It's not. And uh, yeah, they got a they got a pretty pretty tasty matchup with Tampa Bay coming. Tampa Bay's good, but I think Detroit's a better team. Um. Speaking of, of of fans booing uh in Chicago, I don't uh this is a side a side topic, but uh have you seen do you see what happened when the Bulls ring of honor and, and the fans booing uh Jerry Krause's uh wife and um just kinda kinda make me a little embarrassed uh to be from Chicago uh because the whole national the, the whole national kind of media and people are just talking about how, what a what a bad uh look that was for uh for for Bulls fans. Yeah, new rule. If you weren't aware already, if the person's dead, no booing. Can't boo someone that's passed away. Like that's that's the rule. I had this debate with all my Bulls fans over the weekend. Like I don't care if you were good, bad, ugly, won championships, didn't win championships. Which, by the way, he won six years. So, like, what are we? I, I, I the the logic is you could have won eight. Okay, like I'm not disagreeing with that. Maybe you could have won eight. You won six. The guy's dead. It's just the widow. You can't boo dead people. Yeah. Uh, love The Last Dance. Um, the documentary. Uh, obviously, Jerry Krause was not painted great in that. Um, again, he wasn't alive to to tell his side of the story. But uh, I think right. that's a good rule. That's a good rule. Um, <clears throat> if if someone is deceased, let's let's Michael. not boo their their uh, their their widow and and uh, existing family. But um, back to to Stafford though. After the game in in the press conference, some media member asked him, like, you know, are you happy for the fans? And he was like, I'm I'm happy for the players. Uh, and so uh, I'm not sure what Stafford was expecting. Was he expecting some sort of tribute? Like to your point, like he he you yeah. know like he's on the other team now. He he's he's won a Super Bowl already. Like uh, you know with the, with the Rams, but um, yeah, interesting. It seemed like he did was a little salty uh, about that because he specifically. Did not say the fans. He just said, "I'm happy for the for the players." Um, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the uh, the uh, the Bucks Lions uh, coming up. But um, you know, uh, just kind of yeah, switching towards looking towards uh, this weekend. We've got uh, the first game: Texans at Rams. Uh, the like I said, the uh, Texans the Rams, at Ravens. Like, sorry, sorry, uh, Texans at Ravens. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens are currently a uh, a nine and a half point uh, favorite at home. Uh, we've got Packers at 49ers. This has been a, a matchup that we've seen um, several times. It feels like in the playoffs, not granted the Packers uh, are going to come in with a different quarterback, but I believe the last time these two played in the playoffs, the 49ers absolutely uh, routed them uh, at home. We've got Buccaneers. Uh, sorry. I should say the, uh, the 49ers also a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, switching to Sunday, we've got Buccaneers at Lions. Lions are currently a six and a half point favorite, and then we've got uh, another rematch: Chiefs at Bills. This time in Buffalo, not in KC. This, of course, is the the you know sixteen second uh, play, eighteen second right where uh, uh, Chiefs go down to uh, to tie the game and then send it to overtime, uh, get them to change the the overtime rules based on that that playoff game. Bills are currently a two and a half point uh, favorite at home. So, um, I'm Luke. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, a couple names to you, and uh, you tell me what they have in common. Um, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, 
Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love. One of those guys would be the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. That is correct. That is correct. One of those guys is going to be playing in the Super Bowl. The I mean, we talked about Goff. I mean, look, I I had Goff and Purdy were my two fantasy quarterbacks this year. They absolutely balled out. Goff's totally rejuvenated his career, and I'm happy for him. My my rub on him always was the hard knocks line where he didn't know the sun sets in the West. And I've just kind of held him accountable to that that goofball line. But, you know, it's not always about knowing where the sun sets, but more so about reading defenses and uh, not turning the ball over. So he's he's killing it. Obviously, we've talked about Brock Purdy at length. We, I, he, I still could argue he should have won MVP again. Ravens routed him on Christmas and it's a you know national game, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, it's young quarterbacks and, and golf's not even that young anymore. It's certainly Brock Purdy is, but yeah, it'll be a fun, fun NFC uh, side of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because obviously golf has been there before, but if you put up three points in the Super Bowl, uh, is that really something you want to, uh, you want to put on, put on your resume in terms of uh, having actually played at the Super Bowl before? Um, so yeah. Uh, crazy to think that one of those guys will be playing. Um, so we talked a little about the, the Texans, Ravens. Um, we talked a little about the Packers, 49ers. Uh, who who will you be picking for uh, for Buccaneers, uh, Lions on on Sunday afternoon? The Lions. I like the Bucks. Obviously, we discussed. I thought they would win on Monday night, but yeah, Lions are a better team, better quarterback. And the defenses are close. Honestly, Tampa Bay's defense might be better than Detroit's, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the receivers. I mean Evans and Godwin. It's it's going to be a good game. I I think that's that's six and a half is too wide. I'll say Lions by one. Yeah, um, don't want to step too much on on stake or swap, but here would be my concern with with uh, the Lions. That might have been their Super Bowl. Like uh, there is that possibility where uh, they were so amped up and, you know, kind of to the same point of like in college when you beat your rival uh, for the first time in years and and it's just kind of hard to to refocus um, on, on the next game. That might have been their Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm just biased off of seeing the, the Bucks, But, uh, yeah, I, I think the Bucks could 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 go in there and, and win that game outright. But I, I certainly agree that the six and a half is too wide. Uh, I've been down on the Lions' defense uh, all all season long, but um, yeah, I I agree with you. I, I would be taking the the Bucks and the points, and then um, in the probably the the marquee game of the weekend, Chiefs at Bills. Um, you know, two and a half point spread. You might as well just kind of pick the winner. Uh, are you going Chiefs or or Bills in that game? Bills. I had the Bills win the Super Bowl. Um... So happy this game is at 5.30 Central and not another late one. And, yeah, Bills are rolling right now. Like we discussed, though, Chiefs definitely proved something with Rashi Rice going off that they can have another receiver win. But I I, I like Buffalo. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm going to agree with you there. Um, I think uh, I think it'll be... Uh... It'll think it'll be, it'll be Bills uh, winning winning that game, and then um, Ravens Bills in the uh, in the AFC Championship game. But uh, but yeah, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna just say that the Chiefs are gonna be who we thought they were this season, where uh, just not enough receivers, 
um, making plays for them. And uh, yeah, I think the Bills avenge those demons that I'm sure they've been looking to uh, to uh, exercise ever since uh, that uh, that brutal playoff loss. So I'm going to go uh, Bills as well. So um, it is that time of the show to uh, get into a little steak or swap. First up, we will be talking about the Houston Texans, uh, currently as high as 33 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. As we discussed earlier, they were as high as 300 to 1, perhaps even higher at, at some books. So uh, already a, a 10x uh, improvement over their uh, early season odds. Uh, but Luke, we will start with you first. Are you staking or swapping uh, the Texans? Um, I will stake the Texans. I will throw a caveat in there like we did last week where, so you get them at 30 to one right now, or say you have a much, much larger ticket at longer odds, say 50, hundred, like we discussed 500 to one. This team's three to one on the money line. So like plus three fifteen. I think you can get, first of all, I, I, I don't think they're going to win that game, but if you stake them now, I do think they could be winning that game. So if you bet them at, let's say you have a, for easy numbers, say you have a, a 60 to one ticket on the Texans, you can definitely sell that at odds at 20 to one when they're up. So you'd make three, three times your money. You know, say you have a hundred dollars, 60 to one ticket post it for 300. If they're winning that game or they're close and then make a better return on selling your future on prop swap instead of just taking the straight money line, which I'm not sure wins. Yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I'm I'm going to swap the the Texans. Um, the, I think the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens have been my AFC pick for a while. Um, you know the the downside of, of that strategy we just said is like if if the Ravens get out to an early lead, like you may never be able to to sell that ticket f- for a profit. So um, you know, right? Uh, Same Texan, thing with money line, obviously. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Money line, but you know, I think Texans at home in the dome is a little different than Texans on the road in Baltimore. Uh, I have not checked the weather yet, but I'm, get, I'm sure it's going to be cold. Uh, and I just think <laughs> yeah. this this team uh, this team is going to be uh, this team is just they're, they're they're different at home, you know, in a in a closed in a closed you know roof environment than uh, than on the road. So um, I I would be looking for it to be Ravens big um and and be out to to an early lead but just to your point about like buying and selling futures during games i mean i know we've talked about this before but you know the texans were what like uh 80 to 1 to win the super bowl before the browns game and now they're 33 to 1 like you could have made more money by buying a super bowl future before the browns game and then flipping it you could have made more money on that than um than just betting the money line against the browns same thing with the buccaneers like both of those games were close spreads like two and a half three point spreads so like the money line was like plus 130 plus 140 you would you would made uh more than 1.5 x on your money by by buying and selling super bowl future so uh just something to continue to look for you know when you look at these odds boards right like packers bucks texans if you like any of those teams to to win straight up uh I would I would venture a, a gigantic guess that you would make more money by by betting the Super Bowl future and then selling it uh, either during the game or or after the game uh, more money than you would make uh, on on just the straight up money line. Uh, but 
Um, yeah, for those reasons, um, I think I think it could be Ravens early and often. I will be swapping uh, the the Texans. Um, the next team we're going to talk about are the aforementioned uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they are currently um, 30, 33 to one uh, to win the Super Bowl as well. Same odds as the Texans. Uh, and so I will go first. I am staking the the Buccaneers. Um, just right there, like the fact that the Bucks and the Texans have the same Super Bowl odds, but the Bucks are a six and a half point dog versus the Texans are a nine and a half point dog. Um, I think that right there kind of shows you why there's a tad more value on, on the Bucks uh, than than on the than on the Texans if you're going to look for a, a long shot right now. Um, but again, like I said. I've been down on, on this Lions defense uh, all year long. The rank 23rd in points allowed, uh, 27th in points per play, 20th in yards allowed. Um, you know, I was actually kind of shocked that that Stafford and the Rams did not put up more more points than than they did. Um, but have not have not trusted this Lions defense all year long. Meanwhile, on the flip side, the Bucks defense uh, ranks fifth in points allowed and fourth in points per play. Um, their, their rush defense is sixth in, in yards allowed. So, um, the Bucks have a really good defense. Um, Baker, you know, um, probably has more playoff experience than, than people would think. Uh, and like I said, I think, I think that might've been the Lions Super Bowl. I, I could see this just being a, a gigantic letdown spot, uh, for the Lions. And, and we leave that game being like same old, same old Detroit, same old Lions, uh, like, like, uh, Tariko said, right. SOL, same old Lions. Um, I think we could be saying that, uh, after, uh, after Sunday's game. It's a fair point about the, uh, being a letdown. Um, I will have the exact same answer I did with the Texans. I'll stake the bucks with the caveat. I don't think they win this game, but I do think you can flip it for like that spread just too wide. I think you can flip it in game, take them now, get a 25 to one future, flip it for odds of 10 to one. If they get up or they're close. Yep. Uh, so down to our last couple of games of the season, uh, divisional round, I think is always probably the best weekend, right? Cause we've kind of weeded out some of the pretenders, uh, and we've got four great games to your point. We've got no, no late ones. Uh, so should be a fantastic weekend of, of football. Definitely be checking out prop swap, buying and selling futures before the game, during the game, after the game. Uh, and so, uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week. 